Blog Talk Radio.
Hello and welcome back everybody to A Voice in the Wilderness. Tonight's show is about has Trump drained the swamp or is he swimming with the crocodiles? And uh, Trump, I believe, has done a lot of good and uh, he was going pretty good up until the Syrian missile strike, which uh, partly was a strategy to um, get people to stop saying that he was a Russian agent and get the mainstream media to stop saying that over and over again a hundred times a day. And also, many have said that if he didn't do that, he would have gotten impeached, but it's definitely not the real Donald Trump to do that because we know that he was completely against going to war in Syria or trying to topple Assad. And uh, really, we, we accomplished nothing by by uh, bombing their airfield and killing some of their soldiers. Um, well, I guess we did stop the uh, uh, civil war from ending because it was it was just about ending before that. Um, but uh, so he he has been on somewhat of a house arrest now from the uh, deep state or the globalists, and uh, he he just hasn't been the same Donald Trump. I mean, he, he never would have uh, done this before, and uh, now we see that uh, this ultra-liberal uh, Jared Kushner, who is... Uh, gotten a loan from George Soros, so he's he's ha, has vested interest in in George Soros and his agenda, and uh, he's not a good guy. His address for his company building is uh, 666 in New York, and um, he uh, he is the husband of of uh, Ivanka Trump, as you may well know, and. He is into Kabbalah, which is basically a Jewish mysticism, a form of, of Jewish witchcraft, and uh, is very evil. And apparently, Jared and Ivanka were ones who influenced Trump to do the missile strike. And uh, so, ever since then, Trump just hasn't been... Um, quite the same. And uh, we also see uh, Steve Bannon has been uh, kind of pushed to the side and and uh, also Michael Flynn was fired. Um, but we still see that, that Trump has done a lot of good things. He's, he's uh, elected two Supreme Court nominees. Um, Gorsuch as well as uh, Jeff Sessions, which is a very good thing. And um, he has saved approximately a quarter of a million U.S. jobs from going overseas. And uh, he's, he's still planning on trying to build a wall. And um, there's been much less illegal aliens trying to flee over the southern border into the U.S. 
since he has uh, cracked down on illegal immigrants and deported many of them. So they are now scared to uh, cross the the U.S. border and far less are doing so. And um, so we see good things, uh, you know, still seeing some bad things. And um, now I can't really say whether it's a good thing or not that we are sending aircraft carriers to North Korea. It could really turn into a bad situation. And uh, if, if it goes hot, um, it's not just going to be an easy war that we win right away real quick. We're not just going to annihilate them, wipe them out. And it's not just going to be a war that happens over there. It will come home to roost here in the continental U.S. Um, we definitely would win, but uh, there would be mass casualties in Japan and um, South Korea. And um, we know that Kim Jong-un has the capability to send nuclear missiles to Hawaii and even the continental U.S. And, uh, of course, it appears that the U.S. has the cyber warfare capabilities to take out those missiles right after they launch by uh, disrupting them. And uh, so I'm not sure if they would be successful with that, but the thing is, is that they have terror cells within the United States. So if we went to war with them, their terrorists that are planted here would start mass uh, chemical and biological attacks, which could kill many people here in the U.S. Uh, so these, you know, people that just sit around and say, "Oh yeah, go Trump," you know, "Go America," we're kicking, we're kicking some butt, you know, and uh, wars never going to come here to uh, to the states, you know, they just they don't know what they're talking about, and. Um, uh, this thing's got uh, Russia riled up. They're um, they're all sitting on the border, their small border that borders with North Korea, um, the northern border of North Korea, uh, just waiting to see what happens and uh, standing guard of their country. And then China has 150,000 troops on their border waiting to see what happens. And... Uh, there's been speculation by uh, by Rick Wiles that um, that Trump has possibly signed a deal with China that if they go to war with North Korea that he will give China um, all of North Korea um, in return for China canceling the U.S. debt. Um, and I I really don't know about that. I'm not sure if it's true. I highly doubt it. I don't think that China would want to write off their uh, our debt that they own. Um, the real reason I think that China is sitting there ready on the North Korean border is that if we go to war with North Korea, China will come in and uh, they will try to occupy that land so that the U.S., cannot build uh, military bases there and, and occupy North Korea. Because if we go and conquer that land, we will basically have a right to it, and we're not going to leave. And so 
China, I think, would take advantage of the situation and take that land for themselves, which which could cause us to go to war with China after that, and maybe even Russia if they're right there um, on their border. So that could be the beginning of World War Three, but uh, you just you just never know. Um, I was talking to my friend Matt the other day, who's been on the show, and the Lord gave him a kind of a, a vision or an analogy of the end times, and it's very accurate. It's it's like the uh, the end times is like a a rock that you skip on the water, and it skips you know six, seven, eight times before it sinks. And every time it hits the water, it looks like it's going to go down. But then it skips another time. And it looks like it's going to go down. Then it skips another time. And so we have these flashpoints every so many years. And it looks like the end times is going to happen. And maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. And then it ends up not happening. And you have a few more years. And so every time it gets a little more likely, it gets a little worse. And so... We can't say for sure that this is going to be World War III. Hopefully it's not. Um, But whatever happens, we just trust it in God. Uh, How's it going, Dad? It's going good. So what do you think about Trump's presidency so far? Um, He's done a lot of good things. He's um, kind of compromised recently with the Syrian missile strike. And he's he's starting to look like he's kind of going downhill. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Um, you know, it's it's a complicated complicated thing. I'm just gonna back up to what you were talking about first uh, with these uh, wars and rumors of wars. And uh, it, it always does look like uh, the end is right at hand. And I think that's why the well, I shouldn't say I think I know that's why. Uh, the Lord was really clear about wars and rumors of wars, but that's not the end. Um, you know, he wanted to give the Christians the the perspective that uh, that we would have peace in this time um, and not allow every every conflict, every escalation to uh, to toss us to and fro. He really has put some good uh, buoys or or guidelines for us to to enjoy peace while the world is uh, is in turmoil. But yeah, moving into Trump, um, you know, there, there definitely is uh, um, a lot of people, and I'm in agreement with that, would say as of late, it would look like they found a way to compromise him. I'm sure there's just a, a million different ways that they could do that. Um, I never really trusted Pence, and uh, I, I certainly don't at all anymore because he uh, marched into uh, the mosque and took his shoes off and uh, adorned his wife and children with the the head coverings and and that's compromise you know Um, that is just exactly God is a jealous God and that is exactly like uh, worshiping Allah and uh, a lot of the leaders that have been in the office have have said that Allah and Jesus are the same and uh, we know as true believers that that's not true. Trump, I still hold out, uh, you know, I, I want to uh, hold out hope. I mean, there's so many things uh, that he's done, including, you know, wanting to be a good ally of Israel. 
And so I'm, I'm hoping that that counts for a lot because uh, we know in God's eyes that that's a very important thing. So I, th- I think that we need to continue to watch him and uh, not blindly trust him, that's for sure, but to pray for him, pray for him. And, and he has done more than, uh, than uh, probably all of Reagan's presidency um, already in 100 days. So, But, you know, the powers that be that don't leave the White House, they're very powerful. And a lot of these people uh, we've seen that just aren't ever going to go away. So it's hard to drain the swamp when you're in the swamp. That's what our pastor said today, and I think that's a good analogy as well. So I, I hope that's that's kind of beating around the bush a little bit because I'm I'm still there's a part of me that remains optimistic about the president, even though I'm I, I'll say this and I'll give it back to you. I know his son-in-law is bad news. That Kushner is is bad news. But back to you. Yeah, for sure. And I'm still optimistic about him. Uh, we just got to wait and see what he does. Um, but uh, moving on here to other news, um, what do you think about the uh, mass power outages um, across the globe in several major cities? I, th- I think they're probing. I think they're they're testing and probing um, uh, a multitude of things, multifaceted layers of things. Uh, you know, the the people's reaction. Um, problem, reaction, solution, you know, how, how, how kind of jerking the chain there to see, you know, what is the what is the overburden at the pumps and grocery stores? What can we get away with? How long, you know, can we, can we, uh, uh, I, I just think that there's just huge layers and layers of things that they're doing with that. Um, and with these uh, also, you know, just different scenarios dealing with FEMA, and I think that they know, and, and I this is just my perspective, but I think that they know that that the power is going down and that the grid's going to go down. It just it, it sure seems to me that that's an indication that the grid's going to go down. I, I, that's my gut feeling. Um, uh, we know that North Korea has uh, the ability to uh, do an EMP on us. It's a real threat, and we're not our grid is not protected for it. So it's. If, you, if you're really trying to eliminate people, like we know the New World Order wants the reduction in the population, and we know that uh, uh, through Agenda 21, all the different things that they want to do, including not to mention, but real important to us believers, the, the way they want to move against us, that to bring down the old system, you, you got to unplug it. And uh, I, I think that that's you know, before we see it unplugged, we're, they're going to test their own systems too, you know, uh, and, and see just how hardened, uh, you know, because the, the grid that we have isn't hardened, but theirs is. So they want to test that, allow all the generators to come on and, and fuel sources. And uh, does that make sense? Yeah. Makes perfect sense. Um, we got to test it out. we got to see what's going on. Um, another thing I want to talk about is uh, the radical leftist group called Antifa, which has been um, rioting at uh, UC Berkeley whenever uh, certain people come to speak there, like Milo Yiannopoulos or Ann Coulter, 
Um, they, at the last um, event there, they beat up some Trump supporters, and um, now they're talking about using guns next time at, uh, at one of those protests. And so you can see that uh, a civil war could be beginning, and uh, if it ever happens, it will most certainly be caused by the left. Yeah, I mean, this is something that I got to tell you that if if you would have told me this 10 years ago, I I just, I I wouldn't have been able to really get my head wrapped around it. And it's still hard for me to get my head wrapped around it because, you know, my own sister who I love, she's my sister, um, she's a liberal and, and her thoughts and her ideology is so different than mine. And because I love her, um, I just don't engage with her. But, but if we were to engage, if I was to engage her with my personal beliefs, which are radically different than her left liberal leanings, there would be a fight. And so now I get it because uh, a fight turns into conflict, a conflict turns into, you know, uh, death and, uh, or, or it can escalate to that. So, you know, Berkeley was a college where it's founded on free speech, and it just shows that they're using this uh, place historically where there was free speech to then control the narrative and allow these uh, very controllable people. Um, the minds of these youth, I hate to say it, it's not like you're dealing with a steel vault. I mean, it's more like Play-Doh, right? And And so they're able to shape it and form it and then and then uh, release it against conservative talk uh, or any differing opinion than their own. And then the cops just sit by and uh, allow them to, uh, yeah, I, I can honestly see from what, and I'm not saying I know a lot about this, but I could honestly see this thing escalating to where they would allow them to then use weapons and to, uh, that there would be bloodshed. And then, and then the funny thing is, and I just want to say this before I give it back to you, the funny thing is, and, and funny is the wrong word, the concerning, the, the crazy thing is that the very thing that these young minds think that they're protecting, they're, the Play-Doh mind, you know, if you could envision their brain being made out of Play-Doh, uh, uh, the thing that they think that they're protecting, they're being used as a tool to take away. Uh, so, so it's just, it's absolutely crazy. Um, I wish that, uh, but but you know, you could try to say that higher reasoning or, or uh, you know, logical thinking could solve it. But, but you and I both know that the answer is is that um, it's the renewal of the mind that happens from the changing of the heart. And, and if the heart isn't changed, uh, the mind cannot be renewed. And and even us that have the the flesh heart and the renewed mind. Man, when the devil gets uh, under our armor, if we'll allow uh, allow him to, um, violence can be had fairly easily. So um, that, that's speaking to 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 my life, just uh, being able to uh, keep a sound mind during conflict, but also have the discernment to know when to drop the hammer too. Because you know what. I'm not going to go to a rally and uh, or go to uh, a Berkeley type of a riot. I'm not going to call it a rally because I'll go to a rally, but I'm not going to go to a riot 
and uh, a place that I know there's going to be a riot because you're setting yourself up. We need the wise man sees trouble and he removes himself. So I don't know. We need some discernment and, and uh, I hope that makes sense to the listening audience. We need to pray for discernment because I'm not saying to be a weakling and to uh, get shot or, or pushed over by these people, but, but uh, we have to engage in a battle. That's God's battle. When God says engage, and it certainly wouldn't be at a Berkeley uh, riot. Yeah, amen. I mean, you're not going to win over any of those people anyway, so what's no. the point of of going? So it's it's pointless. Um, and also, another point is that uh, George Soros is funding this group uh, with, and he's, he's funded them with $50,000. And so you can see that George Soros is behind trying to actually start this civil war. And uh, also another news, um, more WikiLeaks documents have been released, um, leaked by somebody working in the CIA, uh, proving that Samsung smart TVs are using their uh, microphones to listen in on people in their living rooms. Well, and, well, uh, we know the whole, yeah. We know we know the whole the whole tech technocracy is is being used for the anti uh, Christ uh, spirit uh, to build the beast rising, and then once the beast rises, you know he's going to use technology to try and become omnipresent through listening and perceiving um, and and sorting and and documenting uh, who we are. Um, actually, I've learned that they can actually. Uh, sit outside of a church and they can actually, and this is going to sound way out there to people and I try not to go too far out, but they, they, they have the equipment that can, that can show who's saved and who's not. Um, and that's a, that's an honest truth. I'm not making that up. And, and then today I just learned that the app that everybody quickly signs up for without reading the fine print to put a flashlight on your phone, that that's like 1.2, uh, I forget how they rate the files, just massive file that's loaded onto your phone and it has nothing to do. You don't need that much uh, uh, network to uh, run a light, but it's used to then uh, a Trojan horse, all your files, contacts, listen, watch, um, and all of that is going to China and Russia um, and, and so and India. So, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go and take my uh, phone, app, uh, my uh, light app. I'll just use a, a flashlight, folks. It's it's time, you know. Yeah, it, it's time to uh, realize just uh, the seriousness of this, and that's why they're calling for the elimination of uh, uh, WikiLeaks and that he's a traitor and this and that. No, he's revealing how traitorous our government is. So, um, so of course they want to eliminate him, but he's he's speaking the the truth. Truth is a revolutionary weapon now. Truth is dangerous. You know, um, just us talking about this stuff is dangerous. It's it's revolutionary, and it's they want the masses asleep and lulled to sleep, and and go ahead and hit accept on everything, and and take these programs and these files, and allow uh, allow these uh, Trojan horses into our life to document our friends, family, and what we're doing and where we're doing it. And, 
and uh, it could it could end. It's a really a a bad scenario for for uh, bad people. What they could do with that with that intel, you know. Yeah, it's it's not yeah. it's not it's not there to send you flowers on your birthday, folks. Mm-hmm. Um, in other news, um, Alex Jones has uh, been going through a battle over uh, after getting divorced um, for custody of his children, and uh, they are trying to use uh, clips of him having rants on his show to try to prove that he's uh, mentally ill and that he uh, shouldn't have his kids and they could be they could try to use this to take his show down of course well so see what happens with that well they they are also they're also trying to say that Trump is uh mentally ill anyone that doesn't believe the narrative uh is mentally ill um the people that we know that are mentally ill are considered to be you know the true Patriots, um, when when in fact, uh, just through their ignorance and their uh, chemical lobotomization, lobotomizing themselves through GMOs, vaccines, uh, mercury, uh, you know, DNA from uh, dead babies. Uh, you know, I don't want to go too far into it because people can't handle it. But but uh, those are those are the good folks, uh, us who are awake and. Uh, using the Holy Spirit for discernment, we are a threat. Um, and there was something else that I, I wanted to say about that, and I and I uh, kind of lost my train of thought. Go ahead. Yeah, um, <clears throat> it's, uh, it's really bad. Um, also, in other news, uh, yesterday in South Africa, uh, approximately... 1.7 million Christians uh, got together for a prayer meeting at uh, Bloemfontein in South Africa. It was a huge stadium that they all met in, and uh, they obviously all have recognized the need to pray for their country uh, under the massive Christian persecution there. And so pray for South Africa, pray for the Christians there, they're in big trouble. Yeah, amen, amen. Yeah, they want, they, they, they want, I can remember when I was first learning how they were categorizing us, uh, how out there I thought that was. Um, I just thought it was absolutely crazy, you know, the red list, the blue list, et cetera. Um, and now I just can can absolutely see the categorizing and uh you know these fema camps aren't sitting on rail yards for no reason you know history repeats itself if you want to see what if you want to get a a glimpse into the future all you got to do is look back in history uh, because this stuff is cyclic and uh history does repeat itself unfortunately and uh there can be different outcomes according to the saints and the prayers and the promises of God for sure. But, uh, I mean, we just, we were just today as the, the anniversary of the, uh, Holocaust and people are marching, you know, around the globe in remembrance of, of what happened. And then we were just learning of, uh, 
Rick Wiles' son who was over in Turkey, and they were at a road stop, and they were told to look forward only, not to the left or to the right. And, of course, he looked, and there were hundreds of thousands of human remains sticking out of the dirt, uh, and this heavy earth-moving equipment was capping it with blacktop, trying to hide the sins of the, the millions of Christians. Were the Armenians? Is that who they were? Mm-hmm. That they murdered, and uh, and they were Christians, and so, you know, we we want to think that, uh, that these genocides only happened once in history or several times, or, I mean, under Mao, Mao killed, Mao killed two million people, in two years. Did you know that, that in two years he was able to eliminate two million people, and who he took out were the the the, the business owners. The, the, the kind of the intelligent, the free thinkers, the entrepreneurs, the, you know, the doctors, the, the, you know, the, the, the people, and then he worked his way down um, and uh, started from the strongest to the weakest and, and in two years eliminated 2 million people. Well, 2 million is hard for me to get my, my head wrapped around. You know, I start thinking of in the terms of 500, um, that would fill, you know, a yard up. And, you know, and then you think a thousand, well, that's, you know, several thousand, 10,000, a hundred thousand, no, two million, two million, you know, we just, we just can't, can't hold our concentration long enough to, to think of these atrocities. Um, and then, and then of course we think uh, that none of this is going to come to America because we're so blessed. Um, but we need, we, we neglect to remember the, 50 million aborted children and uh, all of the stuff that we ship out from, from this country into the rest of the world. That's uh, they're just atrocities. And then, and now I had just heard something that I wanted to talk about real quick. And that was that this pizza gate and this pet pedophilia that uh, has been connected to the highest uh, points of uh, our leadership that um, the connection was made and people were investigating it. And then all of a sudden people, even as um, I just find it interesting, the timing of this people like Alex Jones put out apologies and it turned out the guy that owned that pizza parlor is like one of the second most powerful people in the world connected to the uh, Rothschilds. I mean, he's not just a pizza owner, a uh, pizza shop owner. And that they're so powerful that he ended up uh, rebuking or, or apologizing and stepping away from it because um, these people will just kill you. And uh, so the connections were made and then the retractions were made because and that, and that and that's what why we're so concerned with Trump is that he stepped into some stuff that I, I just don't think that man has probably had very much peace in his life since he stepped in there with the, with what I think were good intentions. I mean, the amount of uh, pressure and uh, threats, I, I can't even imagine the threats. Um, so anyway, we're dealing with some real bad hombres. All right. And they're in our own government. So we're not, we're not immune from being, uh, it'd be, they would, they would love to, if we didn't have our arms, I can tell you this much, I don't know a lot, but if we didn't, if we weren't a well-armed citizenry, um, they would have already came for us. Um, 
And, uh, of course, it has been spotted recently that there are uh, tracks of uh, military uh, equipment with safes on the back of them, which in dead reckoning would only be used for confiscating firearms. So, folks, you know, yeah, we don't know the day or the hour, but uh, it does – I think it's a good thing because it causes you to want to live right and be right. Um, you know, um, because you'd have to be blind not to see that, that the world is, is in turmoil and, uh, our economy, how long, how long would you say this economy has been propped up if you had a guess? Um, I would, have to say since Federal Reserve was created. Yeah. So a false economy since what, 1913? Is that what it was? Yeah. That's a long time. I mean, I mean, uh, a good juggler can put a lot of stuff in the air and keep it going for a while, maybe even a long time, but sooner or later, some, something's got to come down. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It can't go on forever. No. Now, I realize God's economy is different, and even in the midst of it, but, you know, his blessings are are honestly different than, than what's taught in the mainline church. You know, it's not jet airplanes and and fancy houses and fancy cars. It's, it's a different, it's a different uh, deeper, more richer blessing. It's eternal blessings. Uh, there are blessings here on earth. Don't get me wrong, but, uh, you know, I don't buy into your best life now. I, I, I fear, fear that anyone has their best life now is in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Amen. Definitely. Uh, Jesus didn't, uh, come here to give us uh, health, wealth, and happiness. He came here to save our souls. Yeah. Amen for that. Uh, I'll take it. That's a a wonderful treasure. Um, where your treasure is, he says, therefore also is your heart. So, you know, if we lay up treasure here on earth and, and that... Uh, um, what a what a frightening thing it is for somebody to experience loss because let me tell you you could you could have a fortune here on earth and tomorrow it could be gone and and if that was where your heart was um the pastor told me something today when i was talking with him and uh, uh this this gentleman that lived back you know going back uh uh, around the, the turn of the century with these people in New York that had uh, all this wealth, and I mean lots of wealth, real wealth. Um, and they they were building the skyscrapers, and they were, you know, the, the boom was was constant and fervent. It was just, it was growing exponentially. And these men were making, uh, you know, just incredible wealth. And then when the uh, stock market failed, um, they were they were jumping out of buildings. And I needed to hear that today because, you know, I forget you. We forget about these things. We weren't alive at that time, and uh, we just we just weren't alive at that time. And you could 
we forget about it. We forget about history. But can you imagine being on the street and looking down, you know, the eye can see for miles, and looking down the skyline of, of this wealthy, prosperous city, and out of the skyline all you see is bodies hitting the ground, falling, plummeting out of these buildings because they had no more hope. Their faith was in their wealth, and when the wealth disappeared, life wasn't worth living anymore, and they jumped out of these buildings and jumped to their death. But, I mean, now, thinking of it on this side, it just seems so absurd that you would you would jump out of a building because you lost your money. But we think different because we're Christians, and our our treasure isn't here. It certainly isn't in the money and the possessions. And so I'm not going to lie to you and say if you strip them away, there wouldn't be pain associated with it. But that's not where our heart is at. Amen. And And I could tell you if tomorrow we woke up and – our home was gone and all of our stuff was gone. We're not jumping out of no buildings. Now we're not in a city. There's no buildings to jump out of here, but you could find a tall roof or a tree to climb, I suppose, but we're not doing it. <laughs> so that that's just hard. It's hard to believe. Did, did you, you've certainly heard of that during the depression, how they jumped out of those buildings. No, I never heard of that. Okay. I can remember uh, uh, hearing about a, uh, a scary, uh, you know, when they when they just had radio radio shows, the family would gather around the radio and listen to shows, and I think it was pretty cool entertainment because you know the mind, the imagination was uh, engaged, and it wasn't like just staring into a, a TV screen. But I, I remember a uh, a science fiction show came on and. They never warned the audience in the beginning that I know of. I don't think there was. An, they they uh, they they uh, claimed that there was an invasion of these, uh, you know, aliens and monsters or whatever. And uh, people jumped out of buildings uh, during that show. Lots of people. Uh, they they literally um, were scared for their life, and so they. So so all that to say. You know we got to be we got to be anchored to that rock um, because when everything shakes here, that rock is not moving. It's uh, it's not a movable. Um, it's it's not in this dimension, and and that kingdom cannot be moved. It cannot be shaken, and I I sure am glad that we have that, and I I hope that if you're going through stuff out there and you're hearing our voice, that you would realize that you can take all of the worries of this world, all of the things that look like they're going to crush you, and you can bring them to the cross. You can lay them at Jesus' feet. He died for for you, uh, for your sins, and for all of your worries and troubles, and he will take them. And he will take all your burdens, and you can leave them there, and uh, and then get salvation by confessing your sins, and having the faith to believe that Jesus' uh, death, uh, burial, and resurrection, and become a joint heir with him, and then and then start moving through life without all of the burdens and worries and 
and sicknesses and diseases and uh, sin, you know. Uh, there is hope, folks. It's not found in riches. It's not found in, uh, I, I think the Lord also showed me this one, uh, you know, Jim Carrey, which I believe is an incredibly worldly man. He said that he had this quote that I just read, and he said, everybody should be entitled to make a fortune at least once in their lifetime to realize that it really doesn't make you happy. Uh, I, I, I hope I'm saying that right. It's close to what he said anyway. And I thought, wow, here's a man that has made, you know, billions of dollars and he realizes it's all for naught. Um, anyways, I hope that's encouraging to you folks. Cause I, I think that, you know, we're, we're mistaught and, uh, we're all striving for different things, and normally it's either our flesh or building up wealth or all that stuff is fleeting, folks. A lot of people uh, in rest homes that are crying for the decisions that they made in the last days of their life because they they tried to build an empire to themselves, and it's just rust, m- moths eating it up. It's just... Uh, you know, you can get the nicest, newest, anything, and 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 in just the short order, it's in disrepair. <laughs> it's, unless you bury it, and and you see the story of what how God dealt with the, uh, you know, the buried talent. You know, unless you bury it, it might still be dug up and be presentable. But but uh, God intended us for us to invest what is given to us and sow it into others and sow it into into uh, his his plan, his kingdom. And anyway, I hope that's encouragement to you, folks. You have some. Uh, did you did you have any other stuff that you wanted to cover, or did I did I screw up your news? Uh, was there oh, more no. news that you were? Um, no. I got a few more things here to cover. Well, I'm just going to say one more thing, and I'm going to hand it back to you. Uh, folks, um, times are tough, and tougher times are coming. And I know that may not sound like encouragement, but if you would get your sight set on him and understand that uh, we we are going to have a new body, we are going to serve the Lord in the millennial reign with a new heaven and a new earth, and there are just some wonder, wonderful um, things that are in store for people that are rightly related to uh, Jesus Christ and the Father. And I just, uh, there's a couple of us guys here reaching out to you, and we're not by any means have things figured out or perfect. But we do understand that that through God's grace and the true teaching of grace, that he will help us make it to the other side. Um, it does take an effort on our part, and I know that goes against some people's theology, but uh, it's not the works that saves you, but you will get there by your works. You have to have fruit, and you have to contend for the faith. And I'm sorry if that doesn't line up with your uh, theology, but it's the absolute truth. We have to contend for it, and we have to... Uh, I think we have to be faithful, full of faith, and we have to um, truly worship the Lord, and we have to uh, 
um, you know, it says to seek out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Why would he say that if it was just a once saved, always saved, get saved, and then go and live like the world? No, that isn't going to work. That's not going to work. You you have to contend for it. Um, and the wonderful thing is, is it's not you that will get you there. It's you know, don't misunderstand my teaching of works. It's His grace that will conform you to being more and more like Christ Jesus. So I hope that's encouraging. Um, and and uh, if you'd like to reach out to us for prayer, uh, we want to be a house of prayer wherever we're at. Uh, what you know, for a church, want to be a house of prayer on this program. We want to be a, a house of prayer. And uh, really, if you if you do become a believer. Um, um, you need to get around people that can pray for you, and they need your prayers. We need to pray for one another according to our needs. So uh, I'm going to give it back over to my son. I think he's got some scriptures to encourage you with. And we, we love you out there, and uh, God bless you. Amen. Philippians 4, verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication of thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, Whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things, those things which ye have both learned and received and heard, and seen in me, do, and the God of peace shall be with you. So this verse is telling us that if we take our burdens to the Lord and pray about them, our our burdens and our worries and our troubles will will be taken away from us, and uh, we won't have to worry about them anymore because we'll have the peace of God in our hearts because we know that God has heard our prayers and that He will take care of us, that He will handle. The situations and the circumstances and the troubles that we're going through. So we just need to remember to take those things to Him. And uh, also, I want to go to Jeremiah chapter 12. And it says in verse 5 If thou hast run with the footmen, and they have wearied thee, then how canst thou contend with horses? And if in the land of peace wherein thou trustest they wearied thee, then how wilt thou do in the swelling of Jordan? So to Christians that um, can't handle the little things in this time, how will you handle when things get really, really bad. Um, if you can't share your faith now and you have the freedom to do so, how will you share your faith when you could be killed for doing so? 
Um, how how will you share your faith when it will be illegal to own a Bible? It will be illegal to even speak the name of Jesus in public. And so we must be strong in the Lord now so that we will be strong enough when things get really hard. And um, so we need to uh, be close to the Lord so that we will have the strength and perseverance to get through the times ahead. So that's it for tonight's show. Thanks, Thank you all for tuning in, and I will see you next Sunday. Psalm 121 says, I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. Behold how good, how pleasant it is.